0: In the years before the revolution, Russians had a favourite story about their ambassador to Washington, a grand seigneur of the old school called Yuri Bakhmietev. Called to the Secretary of State's office, he was surprised when the American, having greeted him politely, lounged back in his chair and crossed his feet on his desk. Sitting on the other side of the desk, Bakhmietev followed suit. The Secretary of State removed one foot. Akhmetov did the same, and after a slight pause, the American removed the other. It was symptomatic. European in culture, but Asian in size, Russia had always been difficult. For Western liberals in general, she was Europe's last blood-stained autocracy, especially so after the original 1905 Bloody Sunday, when Tsar Nicholas shot down peaceful protesters outside the Winter Palace. For Britain, she was also an imperial competitor, jostling for influence in the Near East. Naturally scratchy relations with Pacific neighbour America were made worse by her panoply of legal restrictions on Jews. The roller coaster of events that upended Russia policy and led to the intervention got underway with the outbreak of the First World War. Abruptly, Britain, as well as Russia's established ally France, found herself on Russia's side. Great hopes were placed on the Russian so-called steamroller, which cartoonists drew puffing Tututsky over rows of pointy German helmets with a bearded moujik at the wheel. Disappointment followed almost immediately, with a stunning defeat at Tannenberg in East Prussia. More ground, including Warsaw, was lost the following summer, and a 1916 offensive into Austrian-ruled Western Ukraine, though successful, was horribly costly. Far from squashing the enemy, the steamroller had proved antiquated, expensive, and liable to go into reverse. The Russian public, too, had had enough, and in early 1917, anger boiled over in the mass demonstrations and naval mutinies known as the February Revolution. Nicholas abdicated, and power went to a coalition provisional government, which promised to revive the war effort and create an elected assembly to draw up a new constitution. Thrilled at the prospect of democracy and a rebooted Eastern Front, the Allies greeted the transition with overwhelming enthusiasm. From London, Lloyd George sent a sonorous telegram expressing Britain's profound satisfaction that Russia now practised responsible government. From Paris, Prime Minister Clemenceau welcomed her to the family of republics. The end of czarism was especially welcome in Washington, where President Woodrow Wilson was about to break election promises by entering the war. Secretary of State Robert Lansing immediately sent the Provisional Government a letter of recognition, getting it off a few hours before Paris and London did the same. And in a speech to Congress, Wilson was able to talk of wonderful and heartening events and of how the great, generous Russian people had always been democratic at heart. No one was sorry when Bakhmetev refused to represent the Provisional Government and resigned. Underneath his courtly manners, thought Lansing, there had always been something barbaric about him, his indifference to the slaughter on the battlefield, heartless and savage, and his devotion to the ruling family, medieval. The congratulations, though, were to a government that barely deserved the name. From the outset, the provisional government had little authority running in parallel with a network of radical, informally-elected grassroots committees known as Soviets. These soon permeated every workplace, most pertinently the Petrograd and Moscow garrisons. In the resulting confusion, Russia's state apparatus began to fall apart. In the cities, police stood aside as a crime wave broke. In the countryside, peasants drove out their landowners and the railways increasingly swarmed with deserters. The general breakdown was egged on by the obscure revolutionary Vladimir Lenin, a small, balding man in a three-piece suit who had returned from exile in April. His slogans, power to the Soviets, and loot the looters.